we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way. And I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are two years, 10 months, and 28 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. Because he doesn't like to go first, Ned, I'll start with you. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. It's been Glad a, bit to a crazy it. week, but um, got a bit of content, trying to keep up on stuff. Got a couple of silly things to talk about, which I try to accumulate each time now because the world's a bit boring with people like Bill Gates in it. Oh, he was, he's boring. He, he, he bores me quite a bit. Uh, and he's he's made some statements about this new uh, this new chat GPT, and we'll, we'll probably get around to that at some point during the conversation. But uh, as seeing as how this is our our uh, weekly roundtable, uh, nothing is off the table. So uh, I'm interested to see what you've got to present this week. Bruce, how are you? Yeah, uh, I'm alive. I'm healthy. It's another good day. That is good. He's healthy very angry. Don't don't let him fool you. He is very angry. He told me today oh, the first thing all? when he came in. I said, yeah, well, the first thing when he came in, I said. How you doing? He says, I want a kitchen back. So he's, he's yeah. very angry. Don't don't let him fool you that he's all relaxed. You want to start cooking, man? He does. Yeah, I don't blame him. Anyway. All right. Uh, where do you want to start? What do you got? Um, well, um, I'm not going to start with Bill Gates because uh, I would like to speak a little bit about him later. And I'd like to speak a little bit about climate because I'm trying to bring stuff in. I'd like to get COVID out of the way, I think, to begin with, because yeah, your okay. CDC, right. your CDC has given out some more um, cause mortality data. Yeah, and I think I've oh, no. got a clip of uh, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky testifying before Congress this week. I'll see if I can find that, but um, go ahead with what you got. Yeah, well, it, it seems like um, in Cleve the, the Cleveland Clinic, um, who were not mandated to take uh, the vaccine, but um, advised to. So they did it under their own back. There was thousands of people who actually did, and there were a few that didn't. And basically, because of this, they've managed to have a period of time and people in situ to actually see the reaction to those who took one vaccine, those who took two, three, four boosters, etc. So... In some case, you've got a clinical trial here of, well, hindsight would be nice, but this is after the effect. So basically, the, the, they published numbers like there was about um, just over 6,000 that actually didn't get vaxxed. There was um, nearly 2,500 that got single vaxxed. 
only single vaxxed but then some and then some went on and it multiplied and they even some actually in vast numbers went on to get double vaxxed and then triple vaxxed and then it curtailed off again when it got to four probably they started to disbelieve by the time they took four so we had like 13,000 20,000 then back to three and a half thousand because basically as people got vaccinated they started to realize that they um got more susceptible to covid for some reason and they had some ill side effects and they started to um uh let's say not experiments but they they just they started to look into the, the medical setup the bloods and everything and to see how people were being affected and how it was affecting their immune system and they're becoming susceptible to other diseases they whatever problems they had before were getting heightened when they got vaccinated so this period of time was it was quite a good pool of people yeah so we're talking at least fifty thousand people here which is quite a substantial number really of these if you let's say fifty thousand in numbers of vaccinated between first second third fourth and even onto the boosters yeah now basically um all you all 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 they managed to put together was they reckoned the mortality because like we was like like you were saying in prep Johnny, they had to we could at from information we could have tried to create linear graphs out of our information and stuff like that to try and see on the lighter side and the worst side of what the future can hold. And then you can take a median out from the chances are you're going to suffer. And they reckon from actually being vaccinated once. Now, people have got to understand this. What we said before and over the information that we've given is this is not necessarily true for everybody because due to the poor manufacturing of the vaccine in many cases, yeah, you may not have um, got the worst side of this. You might have actually had a vaccine that was closer to a saline solution or whatever. But if you had the vaccine as it was intended to be given out they reckon that just by having the first vaccine you could have reduced your life expectancy by seven percent and this is not leaving your system in a hurry and if you have another vaccine you compound the effect not as in another seven percent but it basically they reckon if you've um had two three four and in the worst case scenario you could have actually reduced your life expectancy by up to 24 years for a 30 year old man so you basically if you think about a health, a standard healthy individual here we're talking about a man which nowadays you can expect to live to probably 80 years of age yes and if you reduce say take 24 years off of that that's knocking you back to your 50s and that is no, I mean, we are a short-lived race as it is. And we're just, and the idea of being in a Western society and actually, we were actually gaining life by looking after ourselves. Pharma has made money out of everybody and keeping you on the medical train and actually reduces your life. And this in itself is, is a death sentence to some degree. But why? You've got to ask yourself why. If you, if you, if you're silly enough to give it um, well, nobody would do that, would they? Just look for yourself. Like Void said, if you don't believe us, go and have a look. If you do believe us, go and have a look anyway. But just chase it up. This is information that is given out quite readily and it's open there for you. Yeah? 
if you think you can't read it and it's too hard to digest some of the graphs and some of the layout and everything sit down and have a chat with somebody with it i've just seen this what does it mean you know it's it's quite basically that is what it's summarized as i could go in a lot deeper but at the end of the day um it was never a vaccine because it didn't give immunity it didn't give anything that a basic vaccine would you could actually we've been looking for a name for it but now you're talking uh, it's a genetic poison as far as i'm concerned that is what yeah. you could call it yeah you're absolutely right and to solidify your, the points that you're trying to make here i'd like to play this uh, this clip this is from the um, uh, this is from orange county florida this is dr kevin stillwagon his specialty is the uh, the human immune system and this is him speaking to all of the idiotic uh, council members up there trying to explain to them what happens if you take and continue to take these things you're literally playing russian roulette listen creates a toxic spike protein in your body that can cause adverse reactions including nervous system disorders cancers and worst of all myocarditis that can lead to sudden death so you might be thinking those adverse reaction people are crazy I got the shot. Nothing bad happened to me. I'll give you five reasons why that is. First, you have no idea where the tip of that needle is when they push that plunger. If it's in a vein or a capillary bed, those, those particles will rapidly spread to your heart and to your brain, increasing your chances of neurologic and cardiac symptoms. Secondly, you have no idea how many particles are in that syringe. It could vary tenfold based on how it was prepared. And the more particles you get, the greater the chance of an adverse reaction. So maybe you just got lucky. Third, there is polyethylene glycol in the shot that keeps the particles from sticking together. If it degrades, and it does, you could get injected with coagulating goo that can cause a deadly stroke or a heart attack within minutes or hours. Fourth, the M that's in the shot can degrade also so it won't even make the spike protein at all lessening your chance of an adverse reaction fifth the more acidic your body is the more spike proteins you will make and that will increase the chance of an adverse reaction so maybe you got lucky again and your body due to your diet or medications was less acidic and you made less spike proteins but you can only be lucky for so long the effects of this shot are cumulative so my advice is to never ever get one of these shots again and if you did get one get your d-dimer levels checked for microclotting and troponin checked for myocarditis these problems can be asymptomatic and result in chronic disease or death in two to five years if you don't do something about it. Thank you. There you have it. Yeah, no. I mean, he's he's basically, uh, this is the problem. I mean, I can see why he spoke like that. A lot of people would actually go, crikey, he shoved that down my throat. But people have got to understand, they only have so much time in front of these political parties. They only have so much time to speak. So personally, I think that gentleman did a bloody good job. He put it across. It was, yeah, quite frightening. It is quite frightening. It's a horrible thing that's happened and been done. People have got to understand something, yeah. If, if, if they're naysaying this, oh, well, it can't have just... No, nobody would have done this for money. Nobody would... And you can have all the naysayers. No, not the governments, the corporates. Like it, and it it's so vast, the picture for some people to... actually They just have to pull back and disbelieve. But on your 
podcast, one of your podcasts this week, you had the um, two people from Cutting Through the Matrix, yeah? And the lady on there mentioned one good word, foundations, right? Where it's coming from, the foundations. And yep. she's very correct. Once again, they dropped a word and didn't expand on it. The thing is, one of the, the, one of the latest things, you've mentioned it, people need to know. That wonderful man, Bill Gates, and Melinda Gates, she's still there because she's still on the name of the foundation, right? So just think about it, people. If this wasn't organized, right, why would, like, we've, we've said that they created Moderna to make their own vaccines and whatever. Now, wouldn't you think if it was at the goodness of his heart, yeah, and he wanted to save all those people in the world, why would he then, before that, buy a load of shares in Pfizer BioNTech over a million shares and, and then Johnson. oh yeah yeah and then <laughs> yeah and then when when you start to get the public opinion going against it slightly all of a sudden he pulls his shares or the majority of them and leaves about uh, 140,000 shares there but well over a million and there was a couple of million like shares before that that he pulled out. He had millions of shares somewhere. Well, why would he do that? If it wasn't a money-making thing? And if it wasn't a money-making thing, why did he use his foundation to buy it through? Or was that something to do with the tax? Because the foundations are classified as a charitable Yeah, they're charitable thing. organizations. So, they're 501c3s. So they don't pay tax. He made money from his company. And that's, Pfizer, BioNTech, and he pumped it through the foundation. What a philanthropist. And guess what? How many lives didn't they save? How many have they taken is the exactly. question. So from the vSafe and VERS data, if you extrapolate out how many people to, had uh, side effects and uh, death, in the United States alone, there was 500,000 that died from the jab. And... Uh, globally, there's about seven to eight million that died from the jab. That's uh, based on VSafe and Bears data. Um, you forgot to say something. So far, so far, yeah. Yes. No, no. no. <laughs> this is uh, this is deaths within uh, two weeks. Oh yeah, of, of taking the jab. That's that's how the VSafe and Bears data work. It's yeah. not. It doesn't. It, it doesn't account for the people that died a month later. Uh, you know, six months later, a year later. It doesn't account for any of those. It only accounts for the two weeks after getting the jab. Yeah, the short term. And you know, I, th I think to get that data, we would have to understand how many times people are going to shake their duvet out, how many times they're going to hear a whistle at a football game, how many times they're <laughs> they're going to breathe. <laughs> yeah, but I, this is what gets me. I mean, I think in the first year of this happening, back in. 2020 we already said that any medical data people are going to have to hold on to it before this 2019 debacle and see what the difference is and what they're dying of and how every different type of medical death has gone through the roof just over these past three years check this article out this is from december 19th of 2020 this is out of the Business Insider. Moderna's groundbreaking coronavirus vaccine was designed in just two days. When did he actually patent that? Uh, twenty was it twenty sixteen? They did it twenty fifteen or 2016? 20, 2015, yeah, something 2016, like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Most excellent, isn't it? That's a lot of foresight. I mean, that's just an amazing scientific. Well, it's it's leap. better than that. Check this out. This is this is the uh, the Moderna CEO. 
on stage at the World Economic Forum, speaking about that same time period. Is he the one that sounds like a bad Italian meal? This is, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the one. He um, he's speaking in two thousand and or speaking about two thousand and eighteen. Listen. So the great news versus 2020, where we are today, is we have manufacturing capacity. As Seth knows, when the pandemic happened, Moderna had made 100,000 doors in 2019 for the whole year. And I remember walking after Davos into the office of my head of manufacturing, and I say, how we make a billion doors next year? And you look at me a bit funny, say, what? Uh, I say, yeah, we need to make a billion doors next year. There's going to be a pandemic. Come again. Mm. We need Four to make cards. a billion doses next year. There's going to be a pandemic. Yeah. We we only made the previous year 100,000 doses. Mm-hmm. How do we make a billion by next year? Well, this is it. It's, um, it's a business model. And they only do business models on that scale when it's a dead cert. Excuse the pun, as in dead cert. But yeah. The thing is, Mr. Gates, he, he's moved his... Um, He's moved all his shares out. He's taken his money on that. And remember the Sears uh, meeting or whatever it was? And yeah, it, Sears Pandemic. It was another tabletop, yeah. Yeah, then there's, uh, the majority of that was made up of people from Africa. Yeah. And the thing is, um, let's see, where was he in November? He went to Kenya, didn't he? He went and got his teeth into Kenya. And there's some people over there that are quite upset with him because he's pushing three things. Health vaccines, agriculture, and information and communication technology. All three. And he's pushing it in um, Kenya. Foundation office set up agreed. There's the puppet president there. And it's under the usual things, fighting poverty, disease, equal rights, you know, equal rights around the world. And this is good for children. He spouted everything once again, wherever he goes. And this is why I, I really think your next pandemic from that Oracle Gates will be manufactured in Africa. And that is the next people to be hit. God help us if everybody in the Congo died, wouldn't it? Because that hasn't really got many assets, has it? No, it just happens to have all the cobalt deposits that we need for all those electric cars. Yeah. <laughs> but Africa, Africa's got quite a lot of everything, really. You know, oh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's, he's just he, a uh, total He kid. was confronted by a BBC reporter uh, while he was on his, uh, his trip down there in Africa. And I'm, I don't have the actual audio. I do apologize. But uh, he was asked about his... Um, his climate activism, as in, don't you think it's a bit hypocritical that you fly around on your own private jet and you talk about climate change? And he says, I'm quoting here, he says, should I stay at home and not come to Kenya and learn about farming and malaria? I'm comfortable with the idea. Well, yeah, I think you should too. I'm comfortable with the idea that not only am I not part of the problem by paying for the offsets, but also through the billions that my Breakthrough Energy Group is spending, <laughs> I'm part of the solution. Yeah, 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 I know. Um, if I remember rightly, he had, somebody had a talk with him and he said um, uh, he buys aviation fuel. This is specially made from plants. Oh, um, right. Electric, yeah, sure. electric car, solar panels everywhere when he can. And he pays a company to draw up CO2 out of the air and make, at great expense. And he pays for all this. And it, apparently, which is what I like to hear, he said this is op- offsetting his footprint, his entitlement, really. So basically, what he's saying is, 
I have enough money to offset. Doesn't matter how big my carbon footprint is, I have enough money to offset it. That is the biggest hypocritical thing out there, climate people, is it not? I can make enough of a carbon footprint as long as I have enough money to offset it. And that is Bill Gates, everybody. That is him from his own mouth. So basically, if you don't have enough money, you can't offset your carbon footprint. Therefore, your entitlement will be very little. And just remember that if they bring this social structure in, yeah? Because people like that will consume as much as they want and tell you what you can have, yeah? It's as simple as that. And they'll they'll be doing that. And that is Mr. Gates. And that is, he sits there and he does tell a lot of truth. And he does believe in his entitlement and the entitlement of money. And that is the simplicity of it all. Yeah. he His God is money. Money is a tool, but his God is money. And he's, he is money's oracle. And he just wants to make more on the back of whatever. A misused tool just causes harm. It's as simple as that. Kenya. Something happened in Kenya. Just to let people know, there's something else. We talked about foundations. Now, there's something really that annoys me. We've talked about uh, the British Heart Foundation on how they have uh, not said any anti-stuff about the vaccine and we want to know why. And yeah, the CEO and or the one woman in charge of that place has got a hell of a wage, whatever. But why would they say anything against it? The vaccine is giving them business as charity. It's with the Heart Foundation. We'll need more and more money to put right everything, and the vaccine works with them. And that goes for other... I mean, if you think about it, how many people dress up in pink or have pink labels and run around tens of thousands of kilometres for cancer research? How many more cancers are out there because your immune system's knocked down? More and more and more. So there's another charity and another charity that I really don't or I have not liked over the past few decades is UNICEF. UNICEF has created a name for itself and every now and then yeah, it's quiet and every now and then it comes up with a cause. Mm. But here's a I cause. Actually, I actually heard something about UNICEF about uh, about 10 years ago and, and it was their ad campaigns are specifically designed to target women between the ages of 20 and 25. And I don't, I don't understand why, but that's who they target for whatever well, here's reason. Something, here's something interesting and it's when I started to follow Mr. Gates around the world, I always found some bad history about places. And this is what happened in Kenya. Yeah, so I followed him over to Kenya and that filthy demonic footprint of his just made me turn another stone over. And at the time, um, back in 2014-15, the Catholic Church, uh, which has done several naughty things in its time. Oh, but the Catholic the Charities, of, oh my goodness. No, 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 just give it, give it, give it, give them something. There's every now and then there's somebody that sparks out. They mounted a campaign resulting in a report against the mass tetanus vaccinations. And why was that? Because something had previously happened in other parts of the world, including Mexico, Nicaragua, and the Philippines. And then you go look into this, right? These governments worked alongside the WHO and UNICEF. So UNICEF was working in conjunction with the World Health Organization, which is a horrible thing anyway. Basically, they conducted campaigns using this um, tetanus toxoid, right, in, which imp impregnated with what they called BH. CG. It's a beta human uh, chloronic. Oh, it's hard to say this. 
um, genotropine. And it basically, it causes permanent infertility amongst girls and women, right? This was deliberately in the tetanus, right? So basically, the Kenyan government proceeded with the program without providing any proof that the church was wrong. Now, the church spouted out about this, and then this report came out a couple of years later with proof. Analysis of the samples basically used in this exercise were checked and tested. Today, they can confirm that the church was right, basically. Hundreds of thousands of girls, women aged between 14 to 49 will not be able to bear children. Hundreds of thousands of women. And this was pushed by the WHO, UNICEF alongside them. And this is, I mean, it's another charity. It's another WHO incident. It's another medical reduction of possible populations. Yes, they've been saying, oh, the human race has peaked and its population has been reducing. That's why there's migratory movements and they want people to do this into these Western cultures and everything. But in the meantime, you've got hundreds of thousands of women not being able to have children. You're talking generations of problems here. And um, thumbs up to the church for once. I They have done a lot of dark things in their own past or whatever, but even they didn't get listened to. But they kept pushing and it's out there. It's out there. It's available. If you look into it, if you look into the Kenya, if you look into Tetanus, if you look into UNICEF, the WHO, it's all there. Mexico, Nicaragua, Philippines. This was done. Well, that's global. That Those countries are in various different parts of the world. And it's horrible. And they got the governments to push it through. And it all seems to be the same thing. I mean, the penultimate thing has been this COVID vaccine. It does even worse than that. It goes everywhere in your body. There is no two ways about it. It it it, it just goes everywhere. And you heard Gates. They're not moving towards uh, injections any longer. You heard him down in Australia. He said, uh, we're going to be moving to inhalables. Oh, and he's oh, moved yeah, all yeah, of yeah. his investments over to that. Oh, oh, he did an advert out there. What was it? He, he did an advert in Kenya. One thing I grew up with, my parents, uh, my parents' parents, everybody spoke matter-of-factly i mean we even talked about the um papers that used to come out in science and stuff like that they were very informal and they were looking for the truth so, so you spoke about things you weren't frightened about saying things but then you get the psychologist way of talking to people the honey soft tones it's like me who would like like this now isn't that okay you shouldn't worry about things, John. Yes, let's just let's just <laughs> examine these possibilities and and it's, let's it's not let's see fault. if we can reach a, 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 a unified conclusion where we can all move forward together with equity. That's how they talk on national public radio in the United States. That's funded by stolen taxpayer money. That's exactly how they it, talk, yeah, and they do that the because of that reason. Do this. The I psychologists understand. do this. Yeah. Any, anybody that comes up and speaks to me, like, is it, well, haven't you got a voice of your own? But they, they think they can get you into a state, lull you into a state of whatever. I mean, sorry, I'm not going to fall asleep. I'm just not going to talk to you. No, I'm not going to talk to you but, either. I'm going to say, look, I don't have time <laughs> for your, your, just, your babble. Just shut up and get to the point. I got things to do, like ignore you. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. But, I just uh, the people like that just no, no, no. I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew it aggravates me, let alone anything. But his advert is actually, I mean, vaccines are a miracle. They have saved millions of lives. But exactly, yeah. how do they work? <laughs> right? They connect to the human immune system, which itself is really phenomenal. And this is his advert. 
vaccines do. He didn't lie. But COVID is not a vaccine. It's a genetic poison, right? It's not a vaccine. Vaccines do give you immunity. Yes, Bill Gates, you didn't lie. But you don't give vaccines out. You manipulate things so they cause nothing but harm. And on that, top of that is him. On top of that, to, to kind of you know reinforce that, they change the definitions of things to fit the agenda that they need. So if a definition... Oh, yeah, well, no, not not just the rhetoric, but they changed the actual definition. They changed the definition in Merriam-Webster's dictionary. La what was it last week, Bruce? They changed the definition of an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. Oh, really? They oh, did. Yeah. Come on, enlighten me. Pull really it real like quick. Yeah, pull pull Merriam-Webster's real quick. <laughs> they changed. You're gonna love this. You're, you're gonna love this. And then they they actually and previous to that, they had to change the definition of what a vaccine is as well. And they did that actually, last year. Can I take a leap and say the new definition of an anti-vaxxer? Yeah, go ahead. He got it right. Yeah, he's, he's got a it. Silent up. majority that didn't say anything. Silent minority that didn't say anything. The anti-vaxxer. So this is the current definition. So the the classic definition is a person who opposes the use of some or all vaccines. That's the classic definition. Now here's the new definition: a person who opposes the use of uh, some or all vaccines, regulations mandating vaccination, or usually both. They added the, uh, if you uh, are against regulations mandating vaccines, you're also an anti-vaxxer now as well. But you mean if you question anything? Yes. You want proof? Yes. If you or if you question you... anything or if you say, you know what, I think I'd like to see some more data first before I go injecting that, that stuff into my body, so, so you're, an anti -vaxxer. you're an anti-vax. Yep. So an anti-vaxxer in about 20 years will be classified as the abnormally long-lived, whereas yes. most of the rest of them are dropping dead. I'm sorry. At but... this rate that they're rolling out boosters and, and former PM Tony Blair saying, look, we're going to have more agendas where you've got multiple shots. Those people aren't going to make it that long. Yeah. So I think 20 years it's... is being generous. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but he's going to mess. He's got his mitts. He's trying to get his mitts so far into the agriculture in Kenya now, the health system in Kenya, and the communication systems. He's trying to get his boot in there, and those people have got to get him out. They've got to wake up and say, no. I mean, most of our population, I mean, we've, how could they just got to say no? They've got to take their own health back. It's quite interesting if you if you look at europe i mean i've always said i mean not that i'm anti-europe because i'm a britain there's a channel there and we just tend to throw shit across the channel at them you know what i mean that's the french europe, as, as, uh, europe, yeah, europe has exported the people it don't like everywhere around the world and the other thing it, it only exported was disease right that went with it whether it went to uh, the Americas and whatever the Europeans were carrying, yes, the local indigenous people suffered for it. And, you know, the only one place where man suffered from disease and the country actually fought back was Africa. That is the only place that man's gone to and gone, oh, this bloody hurts. You know what I mean? We've given the common cold, sexual diseases, God knows what else you can think of, everywhere just about, killed off probably millions of indigenous people just by being in existence. And yet Africa is the only place that's fought back naturally. It's quite interesting, really. Just a little footnote. And I hope they kill Gates. I hope there's an anti-Gates disease. There's something there. Something bites him. And I'd say suck his blood out, but he probably doesn't have any. He, yeah, I was going to say he probably doesn't have any. But he, um, 
I find it I find it interesting how like we're why are we still putting up with these people like Gase? You, you say that you hope the Africans kick him out of there. Then that means he has to come back here. Why don't we kick him out of here? Because he, he waves this flag about, you know, the foundation. I'm a philanthropist. I've got all this money in the foundation and we're going to donate this to you, to you, to you. But just think of it, people. Every cent now that that donation is going out to people has come off the backs of somebody it's harmed. Yeah, and look at I don't know did, did any of your any of your stacks of research there did it lead you to Gavi, which you guys actually hosted last Ooh, year? Ooh, Gavi. Yeah, Ooh. that's another one yes, that he's, yes, he's yes. he basically yes, bankrolls. Yes, he, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was spouting that in Kenya as well. Gavi, God, I did write it down. You're right, Johnny. I did write that down somewhere. Um, You'll have to, um, Gavi, Gavi, Gavi. I think it's, I think I'm just, I'm taking it from the top of my head. I don't know if it's right or not, but I think it's the Global Alliance of Vaccine Initiatives, I think is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. And and basically what he spouted was this will, oh, what is it? Oh, it made me, it, it twisted my stomach. He said, he said something like, and this will, uh, uh give, give the future generations of children. I, oh, you know, he dragged them not into it and I was going to, yeah, yeah. ouch. No, it was it was just oh man, yeah. Sorry, I do apologise. I should have mentioned Gavi because I actually that is the first time I've seen him openly spout it, and he's bringing that yeah he's bringing that into um. Well, uh, a lot of the money that they take in through his foundation okay. for the vaccine initiatives, they roll into Gavi, which uh, they get other countries to uh, put taxpayer money into uh, as well, and that's that's how there they roll go. out the uh, the vaccine. Here's the thing. quote. Here's the quote I got from him. That why Gavi was created, the Vaccine Alliance, created to get vaccine out to all the kids of the world. Uh-huh. That's a quote from him. Yeah, you're right, mate. I let that one slip. Yes, I just he, he just makes me itch, that bloke. He's just horrible. Get vaccines out to all the kids. It's, it's not vaccines. It's not vaccines. Well, it's I not mean, anymore. No, we're, we're no beyond live, vaccine, live, live vaccines are the ones... I mean, we had a talk about this. I mean, I should, I should hopefully. What I should have done was when they did podcasts, I should have taken name the numbers and whatever of it. But um, some of the doctors that spoke about live vaccines that have been doing it and been reporting it, and since the nineties and stuff like that, that have, when they used to give out the polio vaccines and stuff, and they used to give it well. The mortality rate due to live vaccines makes people live longer because it helps your immune system. Indirectly, it bolsters your immune system, not just about against what it initially is there to fight it, but because it's a live vaccine, it hardens your system as well. And it was the mortality rates were going down in areas when they were giving out these. But as soon as they started to use non-live vaccines, then you got the negative side effects and the penultimate one is mrna i mean they've just gone from one to another because it's easier to create it's more cost effective and it's obviously going down to so why would they go to this is what people have got to say no tin hat stuff you've just got to ask yourself well why would they do it just play the role play game right play devil's advocate in your own brain flip size and go well, if it was me, why would I do this? What would my aim be? And just if nobody will answer that question for you, answer it yourself. Play both roles and see what you come up with. And even your own answers would be scary. Yeah, your brain might shut down. You might not like the answers. But yeah, that is, that's all I can say on that point of view. But um, 
Well, I would like to point out, you'd mentioned a couple of weeks ago, uh, a guy named Paul Ehrlich here, uh, or maybe it was last <laughs> week or, or something like that. And you mm. mentioned, because you were asking last week, said you, you wanted Euthanasia? me to- Well, you, you wanted me to uh, to describe a Malthusian uh, and what that yes, is. It is. Well, it just so happens that I happen to have a copy of this book right here. This book is called Ecoscience. Uh, and this is very difficult to get your hands on, but if you can get your hands on a copy of it, I would suggest that you do. I missed my opportunity last week. There was a copy that was for 22 euros and it was in a bookstore in Scotland and I passed up on it because I said, I'll just grab it later. And it was gone when I went back to get it. So yeah, I was able to get a copy of this. But in this book, uh, th these are people that obviously they're, they're neo-Malthusians uh, and they believe in population control and resource and management and all the rest of it. And you were asking if Bill Gates takes his uh, inspiration from people like this. Well, it just so happens that they praise in this book, Margaret Sanger. Do you know who Margaret Sanger was? His mother? No, Mark. Well, close enough. <laughs> yes. Margaret Sanger was the founder of Planned Parenthood, which is the... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, riddled with eugenics. They praise her in there. At, they actually say that she is a heroine of the uh, the family planning movement. But with that, if you make the connection to Gates, what did Bill Gates's father do? He was the head of Planned Parenthood for a very long time. Yes. The same role. Now, also in this book, unbeknownst to me at the time that we discussed it last week, as I was reading through this book on another subject, uh, on another subject matter, I ran across a name in there. And again, this book was written in, in 1970. Okay. Well, actually it was written before that, but it was published in 1970. I ran across a name in this book by the name of Dennis Meadows. Dennis Meadows is a member of the Club of Rome, uh, was also a professor at MIT. And again, another another Malthusian, uh, another Malthusian uh, type. We play a small snippet of him uh, in our intro. And we've played this clip before. We keep it on tap. But you were asking uh, where they get the ideas. Listen. To what? To, re to reduce mankind in a nice uh -huh. way? This is the full version. So far, globally, you are so far above the population and the consumption levels, which can be supported by this planet, that I know in one way or another it's going to come back down. So I don't hope to avoid that. Uh, I hope that it can occur in a, a, a civil way, I, I, and I mean civil in a, in a special way, I, peaceful. Peace doesn't mean uh, that everybody's happy, but it means that conflict isn't solved through violence, through, through force, uh, but rather in other ways. And so uh, that's what I hope for, uh, that we can, I mean, the planet can support something like a billion people, maybe two billion, depending on how much liberty and how much material consumption you want to, to have. If you want more liberty and more consumption, you have to have fewer people. And conversely, you can have more people. I mean, we could even have eight or nine billion, probably, if we have a very strong dictatorship, which is smart. It's, unfortunately, you never have smart dictatorships. They're always stupid. So, But if you had a smart dictatorship, and a low standard of living, you can have it. But, it. but we want to have freedom and we want to have a high sentence. So we're going to have a billion people. And we're now at seven. So we have to get back down. I hope that this can be slow, relatively slow, and that it can be done in a way which is relatively equal, uh, you know, so that people share uh, the experience and you don't have a few rich you know, trying to Very force everybody else to, to deal with it. So those are my hopes. I mean, these are pretty pessimistic hopes, you know. You want everybody to share in the experience, you see. It's a bloody head case. Do you know what I the know. biggest problem with them is? But this this is this is who Gates takes his inspiration from, are guys like this. Yeah, because they have no vision. 
They have no vision. They're all about staying here. This is all what it's about. We're on one rock. This is our home. This is our house. We're going to sort this out until we've got it right how we want it. Why do you have kids? Why do you always go forward? The tribe always expands into territories. That is part of human nature. The territory isn't bound to the planet. There are so many resources just within the solar system. The human race can only die out because of selfish stupidity. And death is not a peaceful thing. Enforcing death on somebody else can never be peaceful, no matter how softly, softly you think you can do it. Well, let's look at the last two years. I'd say at this particular moment, in context of what we speak on and the the data and the information that we all present on a weekly basis, I'd say at the moment it's been pretty peaceful, wouldn't you? What do you mean? We're walking blindly into the abyss. Yeah, that, but I'm talking about the number of sudden deaths all over the place. It's been relatively peaceful. As a matter of fact, (laughs) well, you you get, and we've talked about this before, We've, we've, we've discussed this many times, but you have an element of cognitive dissonance here where you've got family members that come out and say, well, we ask for privacy and, and sanctity during this difficult time and just know that we never know how long we have when they find their 16-year-old dead in their bedroom the next morning. Yeah, and so they're lying to themselves. I understand they're lying to themselves, but again, this is my point. is is It's it's kind of There's backing up with what he's that. saying. Is- There's, they're, they're creating their own mental institution, their own mental cruelty. That all eats away at you. I mean, we are two different parts of the same species. And there is one thing I am very sure of throughout my life. Women act more openly, empathic, and take on the guilt and hurt feelings of others, even if they're not connected to them. This, no matter what it is, is going to cause pain if it's within your own family. The more you dumb it down, the more you're going to heat it. Even if the man wants to be more, well, this is the best thing for the family, or even if the female side say it's the best thing, we can fight our way through it. But underneath it all, your subconscious is going to be drilling into you, and it's not going to be nice, no matter which way you go. And that is why they say karma comes to bite you in the arse at the end of it, and it isn't going to end well, and it isn't. There's nothing peaceful about that at all. We are emotional, empathic people. And that's what we naturally are. And the more you suppress it, and the more you find ways to lie to yourself, it's not a good outcome. It's just not going to go nice. So no, there is no peaceful way to cause death at all, as far as I see. But then that's just my opinion. And as being a serviceman and actually being a part of probably people's death and something along the way, and yeah, I have got a few skeletons in my closet and seen things, but... I have to come to terms with that myself. And it pops its ugly head up every now and then, and you question yourself. And when you stop questioning yourself, it's just going to eat from the inside. Yeah, they, they sometime will have to face up to that, and it's not going to be nice. And they, they, it might even cause the family to fall to bits. And if you've just kept it together because someone's waved the dollar sign in front of you, huh, that dollar's not going to last that long, is it? And it wasn't worth the life that just went to sleep and didn't wake up in its bedroom, is it? You get older, you have a life, you revel in seeing the next generation come in and the next generation come in and children make you smile and remind you of the innocence and the fun and what it should be like. If their children are dead, 
that is what they've lost those wonderful reminders that they're never going to get and they're not going to get people to put the smiles on their faces and no it isn't worth the dollar sign i'm sorry god i'm feeling miserable i'm gonna shut up now <laughs> just can't no you're no fine more. let's just let's move on to the next thing what do, what do you got or do you want to talk well, about I wanted the, to say, so, yeah, yeah there's there, there was um uh review published in 2020 a scientific journal called energies right it was conducted by um this review uh it was conducted by a team of irish and u.s based researchers and they also used a lot of information from across the globe via universities and stuff like that series and interesting things like that the thing is everybody's this it's not surprising but it will be surprising to some it'll be it raised some unsettling questions about the feasibility um and the environmental impact of renewable energy sources yeah basically we spout about it but it's nice that research has been done and basically they always start with money because they know people can work on figures and in between the years of the um, obviously most of this is data comes from before covid so most of this is up to 2018 so a period of seven or eight years uh the world spend on renewable and climate change projects was 3.6 trillion that's okay yeah. because we're only 97 trillion short of our goal when you say it like that <laughs> yeah but 55 percent of that 55 percent of that was spent on solar and wind projects alone that don't and work yet and yet over that period of eight years they only managed to achieve a massive three percent but it's not just the money it's basically what they ascertained was all these solar farms all these wind farms especially on land take up a massive amount of land and they have a really bad effect on biodiversity that's there with solar farms it's just non-existent right and the funny thing with wind farms and this is one of the reasons they moved it from land to offshore was when you've got a wind turbine going round on land it warms up the soil beneath it so basically what happens when you warm the soil up? All these lovely little microbes start giving off CO2. <laughs> so you've got all these microbes giving up CO2 because this wind turbine's warming up the land around it, and it's supposed to be good at reducing CO2. We talked about Congo before, and you talked about cobalt, and you've got uh, lithium mines and everything like this. I mean, we know out of history alone that if you looked into these mines and that the indigenous peoples are being abused and used to dig this stuff up, the holes in the ground, the actual... Uh, is that in America? This is not in America. This is in Africa. This is a lithium field. Yeah, because you actually do that in America as well. Yes. Somewhere, I do. think. And they do you it do. in China and they do it in Afghanistan as well. Yep. Yep. The, the biodiversity is just totally wiped out in many places so it has a terrible eco effect just to create it so what's your carbon footprint when you can only produce three percent have you seen yeah, the over uh, a period of eight years just on that point, how long would go on this is this is a lithium field have you seen the condi the working conditions in a cobalt mine before yes you have okay i was going to grab i've seen all the young all the young yep. young ones down there and it no it is it's it's horrendous there is what's the what's the other product that they use it's um neodymium neodymium, 
in neodymium uh-huh. or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. Because that makes some of the best magnets out there, doesn't it? Doesn't yeah. it? No, nimodium. It makes some of the st- nimodium. Yeah. Yes. It makes it, it's called neodym. IUM or something like yeah, it's pneumonia um, magnets. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. always just but pronounced them. They like are that. some of the strongest magnets in the world. But if the inhalation of this stuff, while it's actually been what well, it has a such a horrible can have such a horrible effect on you. It is just horrendous. These are all what they call rare earth metals. Plain lithium has been used for mental disorders, hasn't it? It's been used for it all has. manner of different things. It's still used but, for that. It's still used as an antidepressant Yeah, I, I today, do believe yeah. it is. I, I do believe it is. But these are your rare earth metals. And it's like, say, you, you go down the, the role of the wonderful electric car, right? They say you've got to replace, say, 1.3 billion of these cars, yeah? Just to replace 50 million of them, uh, if you looked at this review, you're talking that the world would have to double its output just to do that for them? Well, we'll forget everything else, shall we? And, you know, and we'll destroy even more? I mean, this climate push of renewables is just causing destruction. Uh, People have just got to wake up to this. This is just, everything has to be done slowly, right? If you want to go over from from one to the other, it's got, it's like if you have a company and you have so many engineers working for it, you cannot expand to another engineer. You go through a time where you've got enough work but not enough to get another engineer. It's the same as you, you You do this with, if you want to go away from fossil fuels, you have to have something that can sustain what you've already got and sustain that period of time of change over. So you've got to ramp it up and be able to do it. But if it defeats the object in the long run and creates more problems, you've got to find another way of doing it. They moved the wind farms into the sea. Now, I remember talking about um, the changes of climate and how they they cannot even um, computate the um, hydro effect of the world, yeah? And your infrared structure from your water droplets and everything. Have you ever actually seen these? what the wake effect of these turbines are on the sea? On if the you sea. have a photograph, if you get an aerial photograph and you have an aerial photograph and you look at the wake coming off of every one of these turbines out at sea, depending on what the climate is, is whether you're putting warm air across cool water, warm air or cold air across warm water. So you're creating it in itself a total different effect, hydro, as in a water effect and a temperature effect in that area and this the the wakes of these go on for a long way so you're actually changing the climate by putting these bloody things there you're actually having an effect which you don't even understand and they wonder why oh hang on the weather's a bit chaotic in it yeah because they're having a whirly time out there aren't they because the air temperature will not be the same as the sea surface temperature so they're changing the whole aspect of it by just putting them out there. And the bigger the wind farms, the more chaotic you're going to get. They are just causing a total negative effect on the whole world system. The biosphere will always try to adjust. So what gets created over one side, you're going to get adjustments somewhere else. Yeah, so that is your anthropomorphic effect on the climate. Your eco answers are really messing it up. 
Yeah, there's no two ways about it. Also, so you're creating a nightmare by using all the infrastructure and hurting the indigenous peoples by creating them because of what you're digging out and how the companies are misusing the people. And then you're implementing these which mess up your land masses, your biodiversity, and you're changing our whole weather patterns in a in a really simplistic way of chaos. Not to mention it's um, causing chaos for everybody's lifestyle and, and you're not going to be able to advance as a civilization. Yeah, so with, it's with just stifling. a stupid bloody nightmare. Yeah, yeah. And any of you eco-warriors, any of you wildlife... Um, <laughs> sorry, my brain just went off on the tangent any of you wildlife people out there look into what you're spouting about please it's all out there it's a lovely journal it's called energies it came out the review was published in 2020 16th of september if you want a precise date go look for it it has quite a lot of stuff in there even down to the point of hang on what's another destructive thing in the world biofuel palm oil the creation of palm oil I mean, I remember talking about BlackRock, and they've got their foot in that in massive ways, how they're destroying the forests and everything and implementing palm oil, you know, the creation of palm oil and stuff. It's totally messing things up because they wave the dollar at everybody. You know, poor people will take the dollar because they'll think they're having a better way of life. But this eco stuff, which is driven on a business plan to make money, is just self-destructive. It's causing a problem. And you've got to really look at this. I mean, when we talk about climate, when you talk about the um, uh, the infrared effect of CO2, but then they cannot even computate the literally the water droplets and everything and how it affects the wakes of these going across the actual sea, it is an amazing thing to see. You've got to look at some of these pictures. It is just proof okay, so in front of your eyes. Based on everything that you're saying, the question then becomes... And I, I'm pretty sure we already know the answer to this question. I don't think it's even possible. But you're saying to the, um, the the environmentalists out there, to the activists out there, you know, take a look at this stuff. They won't listen. I mean, they're they're just they're screaming hysterics like those people from Extinction Rebellion or Just Stop Oil that tie themselves to a to a, you know an overpass gantry somewhere or you know a highway gantry somewhere. There's no stopping that. There's no reasoning with that. Like the the Greta Thunbergs of the world and the uh, the uh, the Al Gore screaming types. There's no reasoning with that. There's it's all no fun because we've got, we've got the the biggest problem we've got is the human psyche needs like we do in some respects. We are chasing stuff under. We we just want to find the truth. We just want to put information out there for people to use. So that is what we're striving to do. That is our aim. We're just going to put it out there. But you've got those uh, young up-and-coming generations that go through the universities and your education system, which are molded, and they need, and they get molded in such a degree where they spout the peer reviews like we were talking about the other day. There's so many papers written about this. It's got to be the truth. I What did I see the other day? It was talking. There was a chap talking about this, this gender uh, dysphoria and somebody stood up and went, well, there's so many papers written about this. And his answer was, so how long do you think it takes for the world to understand that chopping that a 13-year-old can go out there and say, yeah, I want surgery on me or whatever? How many years does it take to we decide that, that it was a bad effect or whatever? This has to happen over years, up to a decade or whatever. It hasn't been done so far. So how can you have papers to say it's okay? These children that it's happened to 
are the clinical test. These are the first people. So where are you getting your information from? These are the first. So how can you say it's right? And that is the proof of that peer review. I just accidentally popped onto that and I went, that is so true. When somebody spouts, there's been so many papers written, but if they haven't had a period of time of testing, just like the clinical tests of Pfizer that, Pfizer that didn't exist and everything, it's all out there under peer review. Johnny, sorry for biting in, but that just popped into my head and it was just proof again. And it was a concise and proper answer. You know, the, the, the self-justification because they're told in academia, there's so many papers written about it and they've all been written in the last two years, for Christ's sake. And, and it's all happening now. There are, have been no trials. The COVID vaccine, the world has been the trial, the world population, and they are seeing the fallout from that. There is nothing good coming out of anything. Your climate change. This is their final push, and it's just causing destruction. As I was saying in prep, they need something else. What you're talking about, I, I mean, I'm I'm totally on board with you. I mean, obviously, because these are points that we cover all the time, and it, it feels almost like we're you know we're like a broken record. But there's so many points that we can add to it because there's so much research and and developmental stuff that come out every week. But what I was talking about in prep that you're all bringing up, these are all relevant points, but it's not enough. And when I say it's not enough, it's not enough for the establishment. It's not enough for them. They need more. They've got to have something else. And again, it's just my opinion, but based on what we're seeing in the, the you know, the side agendas that they're trying to push, they need another 9-11 somewhere, somehow. They need, they need some event of that magnitude because they need to close the banks. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they need to get all this they stuff need, rolling. They need they they need a collapse. They do yes. need to collapse just yes. to push it forward. Yep. Yeah, and there's enough chaos there to do it. But what worries me is there's young, bright people there, and they're just climbing on board. Every one of those young people should have been told to question things. Otherwise, you're pointless. You are pointless. Sorry to say it, but all the time you spent in education, if all you can come out with is... Oh, papers have been written about it, but there is no proof. And everything that has happened that is changing the world has really happened in the last couple of years. Your proof of your green energy between 2011 and 2018, there's your proof of saying how much of a failure it is. Live vaccines work. We know that. You're now starting to learn that the manipulative structure of the world in the last two or three years have really kicked in and you are the product of it you are the puppets of it and you've got to really get a grip because you're just standing up and spouting nonsense and you guys are supposed to be the educated good god i mean it is it, it's it is it, it's a parody it's a farce it's it, it's it's just daft it's just crazy i mean they stand up there in due honesty until somebody actually speaks to them with a bit of honesty and then the rest of the crowd claps and goes yeah i see i get that now but yeah i don't mind if somebody comes up and goes oh look you're just spouting this and whatever and says so where do you ground your answers on and what you're saying oh it says this what on tv in the daily fail or whatever you want to call it johnny but yeah but find out where it's oh did you actually look into yeah it says impact well let's talk about this and i will talk to anybody about it i won't force the issue i'll just put it out there but i will expect a bit of honesty and not an al gore shouty match because he is just a pig ignorant douchebag is that the right way to call him 
douchebag. That's an Americanism, isn't it? Yeah, that's that. That's right. Yeah. Um, what's he, I would what's it actually mean. It's a family show. We can't. We, we can say the word, but we, yeah, we can't go into what it actually is. You know, if anybody's curious, as an inquisitive enough mind, they can go look it up for themselves. <laughs> so we're getting down to time here, and I thought I would I would end with this. I told you that I had something for you, something special for oh, you. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, shame on you. You forgot. But <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring this up yesterday or on Friday for those that are listening to us on Monday. I was going to use this to trigger Marty, but he's not here and I forgot about it. So oh, guess what? You get it. Very kind of you. After you hear this, I'm sure that you will appreciate this. I'll have to, we'll have to, can I answer to it? Go on. No, what I mean, once I've seen it, can I Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. I'm going to show it to you here oh, in just a second. You. But before I show you, I would like to give a little bit of a, a pretext with this and ask basically an open-ended question before I show you. With everything that you've discussed tonight, obviously all of these things, if there's not enough pushback from the people, then it would befall upon our elected representatives to deal with these issues as they see fit to take it upon themselves now to deal with them, which they're leading us all to ruin uh, by doing these things. Uh, so it's their policies that are causing all of these problems while claiming to be the solution as opposed to actually doing the right thing. Um, uh -huh. So my question to you is, do you think that we're misjudging them? Do you think that we should be praising them more than we are even a pay rise well i i thought i thought i would go a little bit further uh, according to yahoo which <laughs> take that for what you will age? <laughs> no no of course not you again you're thinking in the opposite direction what we should be doing for the mps in westminster is we should be giving them medals for what they do what would you think about that Ooh, medals, medals for, for mps, MPs among ideas to attract fresh talent to parliament should we give them uh, medals oh yeah give them a medal and invite me I'm sure I'll um, shine it up. I'll tell you what, I've got some medals, but I can't even remember actually pinning them on. This is the problem. There's so many people in the world and so many servicemen that have actually been around in all manner of areas or whatever and have been given a gong, as you can call it, to say, well done or whatever. And most of them will quite gladly put them in a small cardboard box and never talk about them and put them away for whatever they've done. The person that says they deserve something themselves for something is a sad individual. I'm sorry, but that's good proof. Yeah, they are shallow. Oh, God. Uh, they're just hollow you people. Imagine the metal They are the hollow ceremonies. men. <laughs> they are the hollow people. They really are hollow. And I think that's a good name for anybody that has lost their spirituality that actually is just afflicted. I mean, the hollow man. Hmm. That's Bill Gates. There must be a few more of them. Yes. Um, yeah. No, you don't. You don't give me that. There used to be a cartoon. There used to be a cartoon called D Dick Dastardly and Muttley. Muttley was the dog and he used to just sit there and go, metal, 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 gimme, 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 gimme. And that is what that reminds me of. Although I used to like Muttley. But other than that, no. They are just, no, there's nothing right there. There's nothing right there. No medals for you, MPs. No medals you don't for MPs, give, You don't give to receive, and you don't just say, here's your reward, come and, come and, oh, that, 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 is, that is just, I tell you what, that's the epitome of, remember, years and years ago, they used to say, oh, right, if you walk into school and somebody comes up to you and offers you a bag of sweets, don't get in their car. Be aware, children. Yes. Would you like a medal? Would you like a come vaccine? Would you, would you like a vaccine? Come get me. We've got me. a mobile vaccine truck over here. Come on over here. We'll give You're you just we'll give you a gift card for groceries. For. I tell you what, that is close to pornographic, that idea. That is just sick. 
No, it's not good whatsoever. That goes down, down so many dark avenues, that does. It's just unbelievable. I thought you'd And yes, Johnny. Yeah, I did. I'm going to go kick myself in the head later. There is one thing I forgot to shout out to the UK, by the way. It's something yeah, I ahead. wound some people up. You Loads wound somebody funny. up? Oh, oh, yeah, because I showed them a bit of truth about um, this. You know, you're talking about digital IDs and that. Well, the governments push things through without... They have websites, they don't openly publicize things, and they put surveys out, and as long as they've done that, and if nobody answers it, or if you answer it, fine, if you can actually find it. Now, there's one put out, and the actual annex of this survey, which actually the heading was public authorities who would be able to share data for the purposes of proposed identity verification services objective. Now, this is basically, um, obviously, uh, about data sharing and who can have it, yeah? If uh, you're agreeable and if you take the survey and do whatever. But this is basically um, UK, uh, English and UK wide bodies. Now, there's an endless list of ministry, um, government bodies and it's everything so you expect that if your information's in one government body it's going to go through to the rest of them. but you would like to have some control on your personal information i looked down it went yeah 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 fine 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 and then i then i got to two one of them was a combined authority established under section 103 of the local democracy economic development and constitution act of 2009 if you look into that there's endless ways of it saying who we, they can give their data out to so that's the first leak into any public um authorities or public workspaces that can have your data but it doesn't actually give it out to everybody until the next one which is quite a bit of gobbledygook really because it just says an organization which provides services to a specified public authority in connection with the specified objective that is so open to basically saying if the agreed objective is whatever they wish it to be they can give out any information they wish concerning that so all your information can be given out to anybody just about that they deem this consultation is only open now till the 1st of March, 2023. If you go on there and you look at the survey, it's a sort of one of those things like takes you around in circles and is very, yes, uh, not, there's no, nothing definite. And it, yeah. if you just, yeah. just take the survey, it tries to get you to be agreeable. But basically what you really need to say at the end of it is no, just no. Well, there's something else that people need to say no on in the UK as it relates to this. I saw this last night and it it goes along with this. And I'm sure you guys are not being told about this, but your government is getting ready to push uh, legislation through that will ban encrypted phones from not just being sold, but being possessed by anybody. Anybody? Yeah. The Home Office is getting ready or to prepare. Yeah, yeah. It, well, I'm assuming that it's just the public because, I mean, <laughs> honestly, you're going to ban encrypted. What do you think these governments carry? What do you think they have with the MPs exactly. and the, the bureaucrats? What do you think they have? You want to go after encrypted phones? How about you clean up your own house first? Exactly. So they say that, again, that your civil rights advocates are saying this, that this goes overboard and it's poorly defined. Again, your government, just like mine, 
in the U.S., they have ways of of writing these things to where it's very broad and it's very yeah. open. They don't tell you specifics. It's funny because governments are always black and white when it comes to explaining something. But when it comes to passing laws that protect them and criminalize you, it's very open. Oh, so yeah. they yeah. say... Let me see. It's narrowly defined. The unintended consequence of some future legislation stemming from the proposal could cause uh, the outlawing of uh, encrypted phones spilling over into the legal domain of encrypted or secure communication. Uh, once again, uh, the proposal, the proposed measures are justified as, a ne as necessary to help law enforcement fight against serious and organized crime. Again, clean out your own house first. But those wary of similar efforts uh, of governments around the world could fear could attempt at a, yet another battle against the broad and sustained war on encryption. Home Secretary uh, Suella Braverman stated that the invitation to the consultation is open to the public, which will last until the 21st of March, and that there are two proposals. What's that? Don't get along. Oh, yeah. And that there are two proposals for possible future laws and that the goal is to help law enforcement improve their response to crime. You see this? It's always that. They always use that same excuse. Yeah, but the point is a criminal person will have an encrypted phone. Oh, of course, no they matter will, what the law like, is, because they want to do something criminal on it, yeah, right? This so is, it will be encrypted. This so is like the only. So it's just it's just a load of rubbish. Sorry, but it is. It it, it just goes down that that same line of yes, this is to get the bad guys. But sorry, government, you are the bad guys. You seem to be the bad guys. And just a quick one. Uh, sorry, Johnny, I just want to put this in. If anybody does actually want to have a look at that survey and actually want to say no in the uk anyway it's um if you've got a pen and a bit of paper or you can play this back obviously it's surveys.domains.gov.uk forward slash s forward slash c for charlie zero z for zebra d for delta eight one forward slash and that will take you straight to it sorry i just needed to drop that in johnny no, you're fine. Just for that. You're fine. Because um, I uh, forgot but, to do it. Just in no, case people want fine. to. No, I wanted to cover the uh, the encrypted phone thing that they're they're going after in the UK, but um, I had completely forgotten about it until you mentioned something. I saw it last night. And I thought encrypted phones. That right there, that's a that's a red flag. You should go out if you if you're in the UK and you don't have an encrypted phone. Hell, if you're anywhere in the world and you don't have an encrypted phone, go get one. And you know what? <laughs> quick. Yeah, go get <laughs> one. Go get one quick. <laughs> Honestly, we did a podcast about uh, about encrypted phones and how you can make your own. It's called Crypto Phones. You can go and take a listen to that. You know what, Bruce? I think it's time for us to do an updated version of that. So this coming week, let's do one. I don't care what day it is. I, I guess Tuesday or Thursday, we can do it either one of those days. So we'll, we'll go down through the uh, the list of uh, things That'd to do. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I'll be listening yeah. on that one. Well, and you've got but one yeah. you can you can make it out of, So which is, uh, which is good. Yeah, I know. But... Um... Anyway, yeah, um, um, we're at time. You, uh, time. you got, uh, got final side. thoughts? Just one thing. I don't know. I want to listen on a positive side. Somebody reacting to something from a negative. The uh, Thailand, the Thailand royal family. Did you hear about that one? Basically, um, after um, I think uh, the after the third um, vaccination, Pfizer's vaccination on the population in Thailand. Uh, one of the princesses, which I find it so hard to speak her name, it's Badrakitayaba. I tried myself. She's got, yeah, yeah. I couldn't, she I couldn't. collapsed with uh, heart issues and she went into a coma, which she's, apparently she's still in. And um, the uh, infamous or famous Dr. Um, Shishari Bhakti, 
who man has been very exposed outspoken about the uh, vaccine and when well, he actually went over them and enlightened the royal family as to the effects of the vaccine and that and basically apparently he was informed that the from the royal family that uh, we will see to it that thailand is the first country in the world that is going to declare this contract null and void, as in nullifying it because of fraudulent reasons. So they're going to go against Pfizer and say, right, get your money back, bring it back to us, and we want recompense for the population. So we'll see where that goes. Hopefully it's a positive, and maybe it will start something, because somebody has to. It's got to start somewhere. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And on that point, I wish everybody well. Because there's so much, so much darkness out there, and so much more to come. It's. Oof. We'll see you next week. Uh, yeah, you probably. Hang on. Yes, you will. I'll, I'll, I'll be back. I've got to go away for a few days next week. But um, yes, hopefully I'll have some more lighter reading. <laughs> no, please don't hold back. Bring it all on. It's uh, all right. Bring it uh, all on. Well, yeah, it, it's just that uh, it's. It. I mean, people, you've just got to see those photographs. I mean, it's amazing. There was a helicopter and he did a, a video of the wakes coming off of those wind farms and that hydro effect of it, just the winds going across and the different temperatures across the sea. It was just amazing. And I just remembered something that I meant to... I remember, oh, several... Uh, Nino. El Nino. Nino. El Nino. Yeah. That's something it? that happens in the Pacific due to yeah. temperature changes and it yeah. changes weather patterns. I just popped in. I've been waiting for about... It must be 15 podcasts. I couldn't remember that. It just popped into my head. But yeah, those wake effects must have such a crazy effect. And it is self-destructive on the climate. So you eco-green people, guess what? You're playing from the wrong tune, guys. Well Do said, my friend. Thing. We'll see you next week. Uh, I'd like to thank you both for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone. Have a great evening.